The City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everybody, this is Casey Fields, your manager for municipal advocacy at the Municipal Association of South Carolina, and welcome to another edition of City Quick Connect podcast, legislative edition. The MMA, you're the MMA. The manager. Manager for yeah. municipal advocacy. I mean. Is that MMA? That, that's a like a yeah, martial like arts, MMA, mixed martial mixed arts. Mixed martial arts right? fighting. Yeah. You don't do that, do you? Well, you never know. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You don't know okay. I don't fill that out on my form where it says, do you have another job the, other than the one you currently have? The no, first I don't. rule don't worry of, about it. The first, first rule, rule of, of MMA is don't talk about first MMA. First rule of Fight Club. Don't okay. talk about Fight Club. I'm with you. <clears throat> what are we talking about? Um, Scott, today we are going to talk about the primary elections that happened last week in South Carolina. Yep. Um, we are going to go through, and I, I really kind of want to... Uh, we can talk about constitutional officers because they're uh, up for re-election right yeah, now, but I mean, uh, yeah. it's kind of boring. Um, but what I want to do is talk about the House of Representatives yes. because we are really, really going to see some changes um, in the House this year. Uh, the Senate senators now, were not up for re-election. They're, they serve every f- for a f- uh, four-year term. Right. So they will be up in two years, but the House serves every two years. So they're constantly running an election. And after last week's primaries, we're going to see even more changes than we already knew about. Oh, 100%. Which we're going to talk about. And and we still have, there's still going to be changes after November, I believe. So I, yes. I think we're going to... This is this is definitely a season of change. I'm sure you can come up with a song about changes. No, other than uh, the one I've done before. Oh, you've changes. already sang a song about changes. Changes. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot about that one. Okay. But that was yeah. There's a lot kinda, of changes. Yeah, there's a lot of changes coming up. So, do you want to talk about constitution? Our constitutional officers are up for reelection. No, I mean, everybody only- ran for reelection, and everybody won their so-called primary. The only one that is in dispute is the superintendent of education. Correct, because the current superintendent, Molly Spearman, decided not to run for re-election. She's not going to run again. And there was a Democrat and a Republican primary oh, yeah. for the, the candidates. I think forgot the, about Democratic, the Democratic, one. Democratic nominee won outright, I believe. Or maybe, yes, yeah, she Lisa won outright. Ellis. Um, she is the former teacher that started SC for S. She's correct? not former. She's still a She's teacher. She's still a teacher? At okay. High, yeah. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, because your kids went to Blythewood High. But they—I don't think either of them had her. So, um, and then there is a runoff in yes. the Republican primary between Lexington Town Lexington Town Council Member Kathy Manus yep. and um, Ellen Weaver. Yes. So that is who Tuesday. heads up the Palmetto Promise Institute. Is that what it's called? It's a, I have no idea. It's a think tank that is was a creation of. Former Senator, U.S. Senator Jim DeMint. Oh, okay. So. Very good. They are. Um, they're in a runoff. So that's the only constitutional runoff. officer. I, yes. You know, I said earlier, we do not have to worry about the Senate. Um, I'm not concerned about the Senate right now. Do we want to provide a little bit of analysis and uh, and some thought on, on these as we go? Oh, yeah. So. 100%. Just keep it clean, Scott. I, well, keep of course, it above board. But, keep it clean. You know, I think what surprised me, and I talked to some friends over at the State House last week when everybody was back, particularly about the superintendent of education race. Mm-hmm. I, Kathy Manus would shoot me for saying this, but I really did not expect her to do as well as she did. Really? And was very surprised at how, how not as well 
Ellen Weaver did. Mm -hmm. And my guess is, and this is confirmed by having conversations with others, is that the upstate didn't turn out for Ellen Weaver. Well, where the were way they? they? The way they, the way that I expected that they would. I bet they'll turn out in the runoff. Right. Mm-hmm. Or could her lack of having the master's degree, which is required for the right. office, did right. that have anything to do with people not you think coming people, out? You think people really thought about that and wanted somebody I, with a master's degree in education uh, to run the state we education don't, don't ha- system? It, it, it doesn't matter what your master's degree is in. You just have to have one. Okay. It doesn't Got matter. It. So what, I what could run dis- for, sure. you could run. I could I, run. Absolutely. Okay. You right. and I are both qualified. Yeah. That's great. To run for that office. Right. Right. I don't know if we're Qualified, qualified for much else. Because right. <laughs> as you know, I have no employable skills. We're, well, Scott, we keep telling you that. So you have to keep this job. We have to keep <laughs> podcasting because there's no one on this planet that would hire you. All right. Sadly, let's talk that's a, true. Let's talk a little bit about, well, no, let's talk a lot. Let's talk a lot about the house. Yep. All right. So before primaries, we knew of 13 house members that were not offering for reelection. Correct. Two Democrats. Representative Leola Robinson from the Greenville area mm-hmm. and Representative Jerry Govan from the St. Matthews Orangeburg area. He ran for state superintendent of education in the Democratic primary, but lost. He did not win. Um, and and had he stayed in the House, right. he would have had to have run against, potentially against right. Russell, Ott. Russell Ott. That's right. Because of redistricting, redistricting which right. there are several seats that... One in particular that we'll talk about That's that right. has fallen prey to that redistricting. Um, they issue. did the the House members did run on the new draw. There was um, a lawsuit against the House of Representatives, but the Senate they were able to pass um, some changes to settle the lawsuit. But those will not go into effect for another two years. Right. Um, so then, eleven Republicans did not run. Yes. For reelection, Gary Semrel, Rock Hill. Yep. Gary Double R Smith. Yep. Um, from Gary Simrels One R. Gary Double R. Yes. You're you're picking up what I'm putting down. Gary R. Gary Double R. Gary Double R Smith from Greenville area. Yep. Um, Jay Golden Lucas, Strip, Speaker actually, yeah. Lucas yep. from Hartsville. Chip Huggins from Irmo. Joe Danning from the Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a goose in front. That's by a the Goose way. Creek. Yep. Um, Russell Fry because he had filed to run for the. 7th Congressional District. Soon to be Congressman Fry. That's right, because he won outright in a eight-way primary, seven-way primary. It was a crowded field, let's say. Yes. Um, Steve Moss retired. He's from the Gaffney, Clover area. Uh, Jonathan Hill from Anderson. Mm -hmm. Um, Sandy McGarry from the Lancaster area. She chose not to run again because she was paired with a colleague. She was going to have to, she would have run, had to have run against Vic Dabney. Or no, Richie right? Yao. Richie Yao, yeah, 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 Richie Yao. Yeah, I'm Richie sorry. Yow. That's right. Um, William Cogswell from down in Charleston. Mm-hmm. Rumor has it um, well, from newspaper ru- articles, I guess. Was it confirmed in a newspaper article? He's, it was confirmed by Representative Ann Thayer from Anderson. He is <laughs> considering a run for the mayor of Charleston. When she said We're still looking. Oh, a, she said it in a committee at meeting. At a rules committee meeting <laughs> at the end of the session that he, that, uh, William Cogswell was going to run for mayor of Charleston. So here's a here's a pro tip for you. <laughs> Don't tell anybody when you're thinking about doing something because they'll tell everybody. Thanks for coming. She, thanks for coming to my to TED talk. Um, and Bruce, former sheriff Bruce Bryant in York. Yes, they all chose 
not to run again. Yes. So we already had 13 open seats in the house mm-hmm. um, that we were looking at. Then after after Tuesday, yes, we had one, two, two. three, four, five, six, seven house members, mm-hmm. seven incumbents lo- lose their primaries. All but one were Republicans. So yes. here's how that goes. Representative Brian White, former chairman of House Ways and Means, he lost to um, April, April Cromer. April Cromer handedly He's beat from him. Anderson. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Beat him by um, 19 points. Um, 19 percentage points. So yep. he has been in the House for quite a while. He has held the chairmanship of House Ways and Means until recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has never been a best friend to the cities, but he would always sit and listen and contemplate and work with us. But he's never been a real city cheerleader. Is that fair enough to say? That's more than fair. Okay. More than fair. I'm trying to be more than fair. Yeah, I understand that. Um, more than so fair. So that, that is in Anderson County. So now Anderson and- loses a long-term senior member of the Republican party to a freshman. And I would call that an upset. I would. I, th- I think well, there was some, there was some talk earlier about how she was a, a, a formidable candidate, you know, formidable so, opposition, but. So some of the, many of these Republicans in particular that we're going to talk about, I don't know if you could call it an upset or not, given the number, the amount of money from outside influences and heck, right. even from within the, House of Representatives. I was about to say within their own caucus. Within their own Republican caucus right. that was thrown at these these members. These challengers. These challengers to go in and upset some of these. Now, mm-hmm. the, the challengers did not all win that were supported by That's right. the Freedom Caucus, the right. newly formed Freedom Caucus in the House, right. and other outside influencers, but they won enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. They won enough just in the primaries. Um, so. so Brian White lost... Um, another seated incumbent House member that lost was West Cox. He is in District 10, Anderson Greenville Pickens. Powdersville. Um, counties. He lost. I, I mean, I didn't, I thought that was an upset. I did not know that West was supposed to leave, but he had some things to say in a newspaper article about yeah, the, his loss and about how and the, the, the internal, career. yeah, the internal challenger, the internal support that his challenger received. Yes. Yeah. So he, I don't think he saw it coming. I mean, he saw it coming eventually, but right. I, you know, I don't think, I think by the time these incumbents, some of these incumbents saw what was coming, it was, it was too, too late. late. Yeah. It was too late for them mm-hmm. because they were behind the eight ball in terms of campaigning. Cause they were down here. Right. They were working. They were down here working. They were working. Meanwhile, their challengers are out banging on doors. That's right. All Walking the long. district and they're down here and, mm-hmm. and pushing out mailers. Um, I I can easily say the one that I was most upset about was Rita Allison, was Chairwoman Allison from Education and Public Works. Yep. I have been, since I started my career in governmental affairs, whatever, it's been 20 years, and I, more than that, she was one of the first House members that I ever worked with because she was chairman of Public Education and Special Schools Sub mm-hmm. on House Ways and Means. Yep. And she was so kind and so gracious to me as a young, early 20s 
person trying to learn the process, she really taught me what I needed to do and how I needed to handle it. Um, I also became close to Miss Rita because I worked with our Miss South Carolina pageant winner, Miss South Carolina, several Here years ago comes because the queen. I knew he'd come up with Miss something. South Carolina. I, I knew it. There you go. I knew it. That's a great opening. I was hoping that you were going to sing at some point in time. Maybe we'll get another <laughs> song out of you before we're all done. I got to know her then because I worked with Miss South Carolina at the time on her platform issue. Um, and I, I just think that Representative Al- Chairwoman Allison, she was the only woman chairman Female of chair. a committee in Standing the House committee. of Representatives yeah. of House Education and Public Works. Well, um, no, she was that's, always well, uh, no, Aunt Thayer's chairman of rules of rules, chair, right? Chair, that's chairwoman true. Of, of that's rules true. Committee, so, um, but that's not a huge. That's not no, an it's appointed not a, committee. It's not a real it's an, right. full-time committee. Yeah. Um. Like so I really, I, I, I don't. I'm. The House will lose a very even keeled and, I guess, just a just a good voice of reason. And I'm sorry about that. Well. Were you as shocked as I was? I was surprised by that, I guess. Um, I, I don't, again, I don't think we should have been surprised given the, uh, the amount of money and effort that was right. put towards beating these particular incumbents. I'm not sure why or how they were targeted except mm-hmm. for I was the about poll, to ask you. except for perhaps internal polling or polling was showing these vulnerabilities these challengers yeah. hey these people are vulnerable well i i just am i i don't know why you would go after representative allison if our if if our you know a strategic campaign consultant and i wanted to pick up some seats that were more friendly to my calls i don't think i'd go after well, her well their challengers the ones who beat them would tell you that they are not conservative enough, whatever uh, conservative means today. So um, that's what they would tell you, I think. I always thought that Representative Lynn Bennett was pretty conservative, but yes, she also true. lost her primary. Yep, I, out of Charleston. I have always thought, yeah, I've always thought Representative Bennett was pretty conservative. Very much so. Um, no, but she lost, and another extremely conservative member of the House, Vic Dabney, Yes. He also lost. I was surprised about that. Yes. Um, you know, I think there there are probably other factors at play in, in those two in particular. Uh, I mean, Representative Dabney's had, he said, they both said some pretty controversial things. Yes. Publicly. That is true. Over the years that have not reflected on their, that their constituents maybe don't mm-hmm. agree with. Right. So perhaps, uh, perhaps that, that got them got them challenged and then beaten one one primary that almost had a a more local flair flavor for us stephanie smith who's on oh yeah yeah, yeah. gaffney city council missed the runoff in the steve moss race in district 30 by 14 votes golly bum so smith's good stuff she is i'm glad you know i'm glad she's staying on city council i am too you know i am too um but uh, that that just shows you that every vote counts. And in fact, ask uh, Representative Micah Caskey Phew, no from kidding. across the river. If, how many votes? What, how did he, I, I when think, he got to 50%, what was the vote margin on that uh, one? What are, I've, I've, we've got it here somewhere, but I can't remember. Uh, it was, uh, golly, where is I thought I had that. I don't have it here in front of me in my 
in my hands right. and on my piece of paper. In your file as you shuffle them around yes. and add a level of. I'm doing a, I was trying to do the, oh, here it is. Here it is. He lost by, I'm sorry, he lost by, he, he won, won by 25 votes. Wow. 25 votes, yeah. An incumbent, a, a pretty right. seemingly popular right. incumbent. In that area. Yeah. So. Um, and, and listen, let me, let me go back to, let me go back to, I'm not done with my list of house members uh, yes, that lost, but I want to go back kind to talking about around. talking about votes. Uh, Representative Russell Fry ran against an incumbent, Tom Rice, in the seventh congressional district. Mm-hmm. He had a Trump endorsement. He um, was running against a congressman who voted for impeachment, um, and he won outright in a seven-way, I, I want six-way, right. seven-way primary. He won outright. There was a crowd. If I were an elected official from that congressional district, I would look at that vote breakdown as technically and as close as I could. Yeah. Because that was, that is going to show me what I'm dealing with when I run again. Yeah. And of course the politics in Erie County are, they're different. They're, uh, they're almost as conservative as they are. Well, whatever that means anymore. Right. Right. They're almost as conservative as they are in the upstate. That's right. That's and right, but it's kind of a different pocket of conservatism, I guess. Yeah, it's a different flavor. It's a strain. It's a it's a it's one of it's several <laughs> one of fe- several strains. It's like barbecue. It's a variant. One of several kinds of barbecue that we have across the state. That's right. Ori County conservatism is a particular strain. Um, but I would I, I would I would look pretty carefully. Um, yeah. That now because he did Nancy, something right. That's right, Nancy Mace who was running against um, Katie Arrington, former House member Katie mm-hmm. Arrington, mm-hmm. who Katie Arrington had the Trump endorsement, and Nancy Mace beat her handedly. She did, and... And I, Nancy I, is not... Congresswoman Mace, she, she's not your run-of-the-mill... I mean, I, like you said, I keep going back to it. What is conservative anymore? So, um, what is liberal anymore? What is anything anymore? So... One thing that I I will give Katie Arrington a lot of credit for is after the primary, right? They had a meeting, or mm-hmm. they were they, they they hugged it out. They hugged it out. They came to an event together right after it. I mean, like the day or two mm-hmm. after last week, and pledged unity mm-hmm. uh, for we, one another. We need that in terms of being. We a, desperately in, in need terms that of being a republic republican right. unity. Right. Right. So. Um, that's that's odd. That's rare. Mm-hmm. It seems in in today's that, 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 national politics. That primary anyway. got pretty nasty. It was entertaining. Yeah, it got pretty nasty. It was entertaining as we um, knew it would be. So, so there were four House members that had to run against each other in South Carolina in two House districts, members. right? Yes. South Carolina House members that had mm-hmm. to run against each other. Yep. Um, Representative Wendy Brawley and Representative Jermaine Johnson, both from the Lower Richland Richland yep. County, in the center of the state. Um, Jermaine Johnson beat her um, in that race. Barely. Barely beat her, but he did. He got to 50%. That's right. Now, once the districts are redrawn in two years based on the lawsuit settlement, they will again be in split districts. So So Wendy and Jermaine can both run and both be in the House again if the voters so choose to send both of them back. That's right. They'll essentially go back into their old seats. Right. That's right. With with a little bit of a... Yeah, Wendy will be eligible for her her old seat. Right. She could run again. Yeah. But she is no longer in the House. And then Representative Rick Martin, 
Um, he lost his house seat, but he has been suspended since um, coming under fire for some legal charges. Um, let me let me say this. Let me point this out about the House of Representatives. New Speaker, Representative Merle Smith from mm-hmm. Sumter. Mm-hmm. That was already determined, um, but we know that coming into the next two-year session, we have a new Speaker of the, the South Carolina House. Right. We also have four committee chairmen, four standing committee chairmen that either lost or did not run or took another position. Yep. So Representative Chip Huggins was chairman of regulations and administrative mm-hmm. procedures. There's yeah. an opening for that. He, Representative Hyatt was chair of agriculture. He decided to run for the House Majority Leader when Gary Simrel, who was the House Majority Leader, would no longer be there. So that vacated that seat. That committee has already elected Representative Bill Hickson from Aiken to be the chairman. Yes. Um, When Merle Smith decided to run for speaker, when Jay Lucas resigned from the speaker's position, he vacated House Ways and Means. Mm -hmm. They elected Gary Simrel as the temporary chair. Yes. Um, But they have a vacancy that they will have to elect possibly in December when they are late November, early December when they reorganize. Because Gary Simmel's not running again. That's right. So they have that. And that arguably ways and means is one of the most, if not the most important standing committee in the house, because it's where the budget comes from. Of course, Rita Allison lost her primary and she was the chairwoman of education and public works. Now in the house of representatives, unlike the Senate, the speaker appoints you to a committee. Right. And then as a committee, you elect your chairman. Yes. It's different in the Senate. I don't want to confuse everybody and start talking about it in the Senate. In the House, that is how it works. So they're going to have to start looking. If you want to be, let's let's say I'm Casey and I want to be chairman of Education and Public Works. I better start counting votes. I better start talking to my committee members that I think are going to still be on the committee. And we've already heard of someone who is whipping votes. Right. That's we, on that committee. There are several members of the House Ways and Means Committee that are working votes for yep. a chairman election. Yep. Normally, um, and I've, you know, I've seen it happen a couple times, but pretty garden variety is an acclamation. Yeah. Everybody agrees who their chairman is going to be. They elect by acclamation and it's over. Yeah. Um, but a, a contested chairman race, that is what TV drama is made of. Unless one of the candidates clears the field and the other says, you know what? That's right. I'm not going to suffer the embarrassment of, of losing. losing. So I'm just not going to put my name in. Right. 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 So they could get, but they could count votes up until the day before and That's say, right. you know what? I'll just. I'll just sit back and relax on this one. That's right. Maybe next time. But uh, that that's a lot. I mean, that's right now, that is what? A 20-person freshman class in 2023? Yeah, not counting. Not counting the runoff, the runoff between the, there's four McKnight or five and Kerb. Well, yep. so the other we two house members, that that's right. The yeah. other two house members that had to run against each other um, in the Lake City area mm-hmm. um, well, is... it's further than that. All yeah, the way from is. Lake City, all the way down into Berkeley County. That, right. That... That new house seat, that newly drawn house Which district included, is going to be. That new house district included Representative Roger Kirby and Representative Caesar McKnight. Right. They had to run against each other. Neither one of them, 
There was a third there person a third in the race, mm-hmm. and neither Representative Kirby nor Representative McKnight got to 50%. And I th- but I swear, I think they were close. And yeah, I think they, Kirby got, got more votes, but I, not by much. I, no, I don't, here we go. Roger Kirby had 48.1%. Uh, Cesar McKnight had 48.23, which translates to a seven-vote difference. No. Between no. the two. Uh, William Terry Wallace was the third candidate, and he got 204 votes, or 3.67. So who's going to win that seat? That, that is a nail-biter. That's that, a nail biter. It's both really, of those, really interesting. Both of those Democrats. Um, and is there, I, I'm trying to find, let me just shuffle my papers around here a little bit um, to see if there's a Republican challenger. Uh, um, I do not see one as a having, I don't know if there's, if there is one, there was not a, there was not a primary, primary. for one. Right. That doesn't right, mean right, there right. isn't one because there's a lot of seat. There are a lot of seats across the state that are going to turn over simply because there's no general there's no there were no multiple primary opponents. So like right. so like in Jay Lucas's current seat, there's only one Republican candidate. Right. There is so no there Democrat was no, candidate. There was no need for a primary. Well, I, I don't know if there's is there not a Democrat nope, opponent? He's a, okay. But even if there was there is no Republican candidate. So whoever McKnight and Kirby, whoever wins that um race win. wins the House. The, wins that seat. They come back to the House. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whoever does that. So no, in in Representative and Speaker Lucas's seat, only one person filed, and okay. so there for was no anything, Democrat. So there was no okay. primary, right. and there is no Democrat there won't be a, there running. Won't be a so general. Yeah, he's it. So there there are um, a number of there are probably a number several of those vacating seats that are like that. Right. Right. That where there just was no primary that we're, we aren't talking about right now, which right. adds to the right. 13 that we already knew about, plus the four that lost or however many that lost their primary, plus seven all the other new primary. ones that are coming in. Yeah. 13 and, didn't run, seven, one, two. And we don't know if, we don't know how the generals will turn out if some of these R's That's have. Right. Some of these seats could flip Democrat to Republican, Republican to Democrat. Mm-hmm. And eh. because of the way it's re, <laughs> because of the way it's redrawn. That's true. That's, that's what that's what I'm thinking is that you know some that's of them possible. are not they're just redrawn in a way that you may include different voters. Representative Lada Jose, he so won big the, time there, eighty to nineteen. In the general, that was a to quote former Speaker Jay Lucas, that was a curb stomping. Yeah. <laughs> it's what he liked to call it when a football team yeah. or any kind of sports team came on the floor of the house, and it was just a complete shellacking of the other team to win the championship. He calls it a curb stomping. Um, so like here, else I want to here, tell you about. here's like, here's one district One Sixteen, which is being held by uh Shardell Murray. She's a Democrat, right? She didn't have a primary opponent, but she will have a Republican opponent. Right. Opponent. So that, that's, that could flip. flip. It could. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know the, um, I don't know the numbers in that district. The, I need to go look that up. There's another the one. There was another one that has the potential to flip. Uh, Kathy Landing won the primary, the Republican primary in District 80 against Jermaine Johnson. No. No. Jermaine Jermaine's, beat Wendy. Jermaine beat Wendy. Who am I? Who's in District 80? Hold on. I'll look it up. Yeah, look that up there. Let me shuffle my papers around. Yeah, shuffle your papers. Um, anyway. Kathy Landing 
did she beat Chris Staub? Yes, she in the won. Republican primary, Correct. and then Donna Brown Newton is running on the Democratic side in November. So there'll there'll be a general election there. Oh, you know what? I know why I did this. That's a new that's a new seat. That's right. That's a new that's a new district. It got named number eighty, and Jermaine Johnson won in yep. seventy. That's right. So Jermaine a Johnson used yeah he used flipped. to represent. Yep. District eighty, he'll right. now be in District seventy. But but like here's so, a yeah. here's just an example. So that'll be so a new one. The new ag chairman Bill Hickson, he didn't have a Republican primary, right. but he's got a Democrat running against him in the general. Yeah. But then Melissa Aremus from the same area, she had no primary and she has no general election. Right. And there were a good many that that were. Well, that's like most that. of them. Yeah. That's most of them. Don't Bill have Taylor any didn't. Paula um Paula Calhoun, Calhoun didn't. didn't. Mm-hmm. They they don't. And there were seemed to be, and maybe I'm just, I don't know why I think this, there were a lot less um, not mainstream parties. It was mostly Republican, Democrat. Yeah. It wasn't like, there were there were a couple sprinkled in, but there were a lot less Constitution, Libertarian, Green, Green yeah. you know, um, working families, independent, yeah. you know, that were running this in this cycle. Alvin Green Party? No, just Green. No, as just the Green Environmentally party. Green. That's right. I wonder just, what old Alvin's up to right now. How many times did he run? Just the one time. Are you sure? Yeah, just the one time. Have you ever seen? Have you not seen the documentary on him? No. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Is it good? Oh my gosh, yes. You got to go watch that. Um, Yeah, this this woman did a documentary on him during that uh, during During that that race during that general. Yeah, it was so in the in the general for governor. It's our current governor Henry McMaster Mm -hmm. running against um, former Congressman Joe Cunningham. Yes. there is no lieutenant governor's race because they're joint tickets. So Pamela, um, Lieutenant Governor Pamela Evett will continue to be on the ticket with Governor McMaster. And we do not know who um, Congressman Cunningham's running mate will be. I don't when do know they when. Have to, when do they have to have that pick? There's by? a there's, there's a, a certain, deadline. Yeah, there's a you deadline to what they have to announce. That. I don't know when it does. It um, but he'll he'll be announcing that. He's got COVID. So, you know. Currently? Yeah. You didn't see that in the paper? Like right after the election, he tested positive for COVID. All right. At least now. he's not like the guy in Pennsylvania who had, had the stroke. The governor, the Democrat governor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, Pennsylvania. Congress, a congressman. Wasn't no, 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 no. It's the, this was, he's like lieutenant governor or something, maybe. Oh. He's running for governor, had a stroke, but, but he's he, fine now. He, he won, though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like he won, he won his, the yeah, primary. He won his primary, yeah. Even though he was, that's yeah. awesome. I can't remember wow. what his name is. I don't but. either. Um, so uh, the moral of this story is pay attention to your local races. Yes. You know, I think back on other house members over the years who were beaten unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. And I remember talking to one in particular that I knew this is many years ago. Yeah. And he admitted, you know what? I just didn't work. Right. I didn't work hard enough. I didn't work. I took it. I took for granted that I was going to. I was going to get the same people to come out. But, but as we, you know, as you see, if you don't pay attention. Well, Scott, I'll tell you what, I, there was a race, um, that I, a local race that I didn't know who I was going to vote for. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't, it was an open seat. So I wasn't sure about who, and I, I knew who the candidates were, but only because I had gotten a mailer or something. And one of the candidates knocked on my door on a Saturday morning Hmm. and said, hey, how are you? I'm so-and-so and and I'm running for this. Do you have a second? Like, can we just talk outside? And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, sure. I was so impressed. Um, This candidate walked my neighborhood and knocking on doors and 
that is why that candidate got my vote. Listen. And that sounds so old-fashioned, but it is one walking door to door. You cannot just send a text message. You can't do a robocall. You have to get out and meet people where they are. Congressman Bob Inglis knocked, knocked on my door in downtown Woodruff in 2004, one Tuesday evening. Right. And Joshua and Dr. Slatton answered the door and I was in the back. I was in the bathroom washing my hands or something. Right. And Joshua came in and he was probably four or five. He said, Daddy, there's somebody at the front door who wants to talk to you. I was like, okay. You know, I was city manager there. Right. So I expected to be a resident or something. And get to the front door and there's Bob Inglis standing there. And I was like, Congressman Inglis. Right. How are you? <laughs> it's great to see you again. <laughs> you know. And, yeah. I, and he, when he, you know, we had a nice chat. And, and he had met Angie earlier, like a year before that or something, at some other event. And he remembered her. And he left and we started talking to one Angie and I started talking to each other. And I said, right there's why he wins reelection so easily. Of course, I mean, that changed several terms later when Trey Gowdy right. came in and that's right. smoked him. But, but at the time that's uh, that kind of retail stuff worked and you know, it still does. It, I think it, we've talked about this so much, Scott, we have talked about it so much. Elections have consequences. Yes. And, you, you think about your district and where you live and what the needs of your district are. And I understand that. That's where you live. Mm-hmm. That's where you take your kids to school. But that one vote and that one election also contributes to the whole. Yeah. And we, we have to remember that politicians are not celebrities. They work for the elector. Sure. Yeah. They work for the voter. I think el- and all of and in the the accountability is at the poll. And nobody knows that better I think than city council members, town council members oh, and isn't mayors. That the truth. Isn't that the truth? They know it best cuz they they face it. You know, even even legislators, state legislators probably enjoy a little bit more anonymity than a lot of local elected officials do. Well, Scott City Hall is in downtown. Right. You don't travel right. 100 miles, 20 miles, 30 miles that's, to go do right. that job that you're elected to do. Yeah. You drive 15 minutes. Yep. And you're sharing, you're going to the same grocery store, sometimes the same church. Um, in my case, our Columbia, City of Columbia mayor goes to my church. Um, we see him, you know, like it's, it, it's easy to, to yeah. get in touch with him and, be feel like I'm being heard. Um, I but even, they I, don't go anywhere. The legislators leave that district for three days, three days a week, six months out of the year. That's right. So, so. it's a little, it's a little bit different when you're talking about the state house. I well, think. there's going to be a lot of changes come this fall or come next January for sure. Right. Uh, definitely in the fall. There then, will be, I was about to say November will bring some changes. So we'll see how it goes. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the freedom caucus and its influence, uh, uh, pertains to policy discussions That's right. and debates in the House. You uh, know, there leader, was new leadership. We'll see. There's going to be a lot of boundary testing probably from yep. on, on everybody's yep. part. Yeah. And we'll just see how it all works out. You it's know, my, my suggestion would be to read, read newspapers, yeah. um, re- read articles, Pay not attention. because I think that you need to, you know, follow everything that's in the newspaper. But if you, if you start reading newspaper articles and pulling quotes out by some of these house members, Mm -hmm. 
you're going to, you know, I, I got a real sense of, of the differences between the House and Senate reactions to a potential overturn of Roe v. Wade with yeah. the Dobbs um, case that the Supreme Court yeah. is allegedly going to opine on. Mm-hmm. Um, Representative John McCravey from Greenwood, who I think is chairing a special ad hoc committee on that issue, mm-hmm. um, he said, yeah, we, we think there's, you know, there's plenty of support in the House. It's going to go through, no problem, whatever. Right. And then Majority Leader Senator Shane Massey said, this is something that has to be studied. Yeah. We want to hear from people in South Carolina, and we this, this is not something that's going to happen overnight. So those were two completely different opinions about a huge issue that is so divisive in our of state. Of course, Senator Massey is uh, evoking the deliberative nature that's of exactly the Senate. exactly right. So nothing we'll, uh, is ever knee jerk. They like to talk about it. They like to think about it. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, most of the time. Most of the time. That's right. <laughs> most of the, most time. Of the time. And most of the time, the votes in the Senate are not along party lines. No, that's true. And that's really true. depends on the issue in the House. But Mostly on the culture war yeah, issues. That's yeah, right. For sure. That's right. On our stuff, it's much more, it's much it's, more bipartisan. Right. It is. It really is. Because for, for and against. How many times have we said, you don't it, it you don't have a Republican or a Democrat pick up your trash. No, that's right. I mean, you I, have you have well, a heck, person pick up your we, trash we, that works for the city. And we saw or we, the county. Listen, we saw that in the votes on uh, Senate Bill two thirty three, which ultimately that's is right. the the road fee fix. That's right. That we hope that Government Master is either going to sign or just let leave laying on the table. That was a bipartisan. That was bipartisan for and against. That's exactly right. There so, were Democrats that were against it, Republicans that were for I, it, I, Democrats that were for. I mean, I it, gave, it was interesting. I gave a, a a Democrat who voted against that in the House an earful last week. Well, when the I, reason when that I had you the gave, opportunity the reason to speak is to because her, of so. the the background of that person voting That's was right. not <laughs> right. necessarily yeah. because of their party, but yes, because of I the, gave her a hard time. The about background. It. Um, but she took it. She she understood it. She she got it. Well, I, I think when you're when you have been a city manager, you <laughs> hear is that what makes y'all so grumpy all the time? What? People just complain to you constantly. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 100%. that's why you translate that grumpiness Yeah, that's right. Somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you're the the king or queen <laughs> of, queen of no. That's your job <laughs> as a city right. manager is to right. say no. Well, I mean you've you've come a long way, babe. I've told you've come, you, you've come I've told you, Paul Bell, one of my, my dear friend, Paul right. Bell, he's long gone, one of my mayors in Woodruff. He would come in and say, what do, we, what do you think about no? Why can't we? No. You, what do you think about no? Do you want to? No. Good talk. So, Good talk. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> get mad. You, oh, that's all you ever say is no. I'm like, well, that's mayor, my job. That's my job. That's my job. I, I heard that. that. I heard some one of one of our colleagues repeat that last week at the... Uh, City County Managers Meeting. So, um, anyway. so if you like our podcast and you want to listen to more of it and you actually want to subscribe to the podcast, go visit Google. Um, Google Play. Google Play, the Apple right? Podcast. But guess what? SoundCloud. Now you can get us on Spotify. Spotify. So if you are a Spotify subscriber, just search for City Quick Connect. And you can subscribe and get notifications when we have a new podcast coming out. Click on the link in uh, Twitter, the Facebook, right? Instagram. People do Facebook still. Yeah, a lot old, of people. Old do. people do Facebook. That's not true. There's a lot of people. I never do, do the Facebook. Facebook. I don't have. I have a Facebook account, but I never use it. I don't. I don't, do, I don't, I don't do go Facebook. on Facebook. But so, um, but that's big time getting on Spotify. But I'm really excited about that. Thanks to our producer, our executive producer. 
um, for everything that he does, that she does to yes. make this podcast a success. There was something really hoping to want? add some uh, like food review, restaurant reviews, maybe some sponsorships, some merch. Every podcast, I'm going to talk about this until I am sitting here eating a donut because we're sponsored by Krispy Kreme. The South Carolina beer episode is forthcoming. Oh, yeah. Can we get flights? And I can be like, oh, this is a little woody. Um, I've got notes of vanilla no. and hibiscus. No. I've always no, wanted to do, do that. Hibiscus. I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't care. I, look, you I give asked, me a cold Michelob Ultra and I am good to I care. asked somebody the other day if they'd ever heard, was, was it you, Mr. Producer, that I asked whether or not we know if somebody's ever brewed beer out of sunflower seeds? Yeah, I can't think of a sunflower beer ever being brewed, but that would be interesting. Deep Thoughts by Scott Slatton. Okay, I think we, we're going to have... <laughs> Russell's going to have to cut all this stuff out. No, end. he isn't. This okay. is good. This all is right. what the people want. It's no, banter. Okay. All right. Take We're care done. of take <laughs> take care of yourselves. Make sure you vote and watch all these local races. Take care of yourself. We'll talk to you next week. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.